All right, guys, in this video, I'm going to be talking about a topic that is overused. And I know I've heard it a bunch of times since I started training dogs. Uh, you're going to hear about this. The moment I say it, you're going to recognize it. And this is called train the dog in front of you. You've probably heard this before. I can almost guarantee if you're a dog trainer, you've probably heard this. If you're a dog owner, if you're a pet owner, you probably haven't. This is more applicable to dog trainers. So this is something that we're told by social media dog trainers, by our mentors, by fellow dog trainers. Just in general, you're going to hear this. Train the dog in front of you. And we're going to talk about what that means and why there is a bit of a contradiction to that when it comes to training dogs. So I wanna, I wanna make sure that you, okay, anybody who's listening to this, I wanna make sure that you always question what you hear. Okay, I know I do it, and if something doesn't make sense, something doesn't add up to me, I have enough experience to where I can grab the information, dissect it, and think to myself, that's not for me, that doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense and I don't resonate with it, I'm not just going to follow it and repeat it just because it's something that some influencer with a lot more experience than I have has said. That sounds weird. It sounds weird that me listening to some of the things that are said by somebody with way more experience than me Okay, it sounds weird for me to tell you that I sometimes reject that information. But it is healthy to do that. It is important that you do that. If we just simply go off of what somebody has said because they have more experience, you have to realize that to a degree, that's good advice to listen to what somebody with more experience has. But you also have to be aware that also it could do some damage. Okay, blindly accepting wisdom from somebody else doesn't always benefit you as an individual. And it doesn't always benefit the industry at large. And that's what I want you to do because it's what I do. Again, I found that the more I question some of the conventional wisdom, the more it makes sense to me when I try to rationalize through logic what I'm looking at, okay? And now I want you to also remember, you know, I haven't been doing this for five months. I've been doing this for 13, going on 14 years. So I, I do have over a decade doing this. I've made my share of mistakes. I have trained a lot of dogs. I have made tremendous progress uh, as an individual, as a dog handler, as a dog trainer, from day one, okay, it's not, I'm not somebody who just picked up a leash 10 years ago, or 13 years ago, and periodically throughout the year, once or twice a year, work with dogs. This is something I've been doing daily, literally daily, Monday through Sunday, holidays, it doesn't matter. It's something that I've been invested in, something that I've been doing with a lot of, um, a lot of passion into it. And so I can tell you, Okay, I can tell you that, yes, there are plenty of advice out there that is beneficial to you, uh, regardless of what phase of training or learning you're in. If you're a beginner, there's a lot of good information that somebody can definitely give you. 
but there is also some information that you should be able to question and there is nothing wrong with that okay i don't care if it's if it's uh barbalone if it's um larry crone i don't care if it's ivan balabanov dave croyer um mike debruzzo some of these big names right uh tyler mudo it doesn't matter who it is now some of you guys recognize probably all of the names and some of you guys might only recognize one or two of those names and maybe some of you don't recognize those names at all okay these are people the people that i just named are people with decades of experience and some of these people have achieved tremendous success in dog training so I'm not telling you that they don't know what they're talking about. I'm just simply tell, telling you, challenge everything you hear, question everything you hear. Not for the sake of contradiction and not for the sake of just disagreeing, but challenge it for the sake of you learning on your own, for you, what that information means to you. And one of those is, of course, train the dog in front of you. So I, I used to accept it uh, not because it was good advice, but I just to, used to accept it because I heard it, it sounded good, and I thought to myself, that makes sense. Train the dog in front of you means adjust your training to every individual dog that you get. So dog one will be different than dog two. Right? Uh, the dog that you are training this week, if you're a dog trainer, might be different than the dog you're going to train next week. If you're a dog owner, the dog you have today is probably, it's probably very different than the dog you had a year ago. Right? The dog that you're going to get next will not be the same dog that you have right now. Every dog is going to be different. So the advice of train the dog in front of you makes perfect sense because it's telling you hey adjust your style to each individual that makes perfect sense and so I, I accepted it but then as I got more experience and especially recently as I've been really studying what I've been doing I've been really paying a lot of attention I've been I've been a lot more thoughtful about what I've been doing over the past year. Okay, and I've certainly had good mentors. I've definitely had a lot of wisdom in my, uh, on my corner. So I've had people that have helped me challenge this information. Uh, and so now I think to myself, train the dog in front of you can be a bit of a con contradiction. It can be a little bit of... Um, of one of those pieces of information that we hear and we go, well, that makes sense, so let's go ahead and do it. And now I'm gonna give you my perspective as to why you need to challenge that. Okay, train the dog in front of you, adjust your training style to every single dog. That's not always the case. Train the dog in front of you is not always acceptable. It's not always the right thing to do. It's not always the best course of action. I'm going to tell you why. If I have a very, very, very soft dog and then separately I have a very, very bold dog and then I have a very young dog. These are separate, separate dogs. These are hypotheticals, okay? And then I have a dog that is... 
um, more of a young adult. I have a dog that is a mature dog, and then I have a senior dog, a dog that is now, you know, in the eight-year-old, seven-year-old range. Depending on how that dog develops, that might be a senior dog, that might not be a senior dog yet. But now I just gave you a bunch of different characters. I give you a bunch of different images. Soft dog, bulldog, young dog, right? These are all different dogs. So train the dog in front of you will be adjust your training to every single one of them. Here's what I want to do. Here's what you should also keep in mind. There are some things, actually there should be plenty of things where if I were to put a rough number on it, I would say about 90%, about 90% of your training should be identical for every single one of those individuals, okay? So here we're not doing train the soft dog like a soft dog, train the hard dog like a hard dog, train, train the young dog like a young dog, train the adult like an adult dog. Here what I'm telling you is, Use the same approach. The approach should be similar, very similar to about 90% identical to every single one of those individuals. Okay? So the training should be identical to every single one of them. There should only be about a 10% variation based on the individual. So the soft dog is going to be trained in a very similar manner to the, to the adult dog. Uh, I'm sorry, to the hard dog. The young dog will be trained in a very similar manner to the adult dog. The fearful dog will be trained in a very similar manner to the very friendly dog. To about 90% where it's going to be the same approach for all of them. Now I know the term cookie cutter training has kind of gotten a bad reputation. This is another piece of advice, another piece of information that I've also heard over the years that made sense, right? You don't want to be cookie cutter. Cookie cutter trainers get a bad reputation because a lot of them happen to be bad trainers, okay? But a cookie cutter approach is really what I'm telling you works here. Can 90, if I tell you, if you have five different dogs, but 90% of the training should be identical with every single one of them, with only about a 10% variation, I'm pretty much giving you a cookie cutter approach, okay? Now, there are some variables here. So, for instance, if you, you know, if, if dog one is a dog that you had three years ago, and then dog two is a dog that you have now, then your experience will have changed from three years ago. So three years ago, you were probably not the handler or trainer that you are today. So if you were doing things a certain way three years ago, there's a very good chance that you've, you've changed quite a bit of that to how you train today, and hopefully for the better. Now, in that case, obviously, your training approach is going to change. But I'm talking, given your experience now, your current level of experience, if I were to give you five dogs, if you're a dog trainer, or if you're a pet owner, you have three dogs, all right? 
given your current level of experience, your training approach should be the same. And here's why I advocate for that. This goes against the training, the dog in front of you. And this, this is very pro cookie cutter. And here's why. A good, solid training approach has very important factors that go into it. Okay, there's very solid foundation to a good training approach. If I have a good training system, if I have a really good training system, why the hell would I want to change that? If I have a good training system, I want to keep that training system as intact as possible. Okay, this is why I'm now suggesting your training shouldn't change, okay? It should be about 90% the same for every single dog. And a good training system has some really good important factors to it. A really good training system has an emphasis on showing the dog what it needs to do. A good training approach has lots of repetitions, lots and lots of repetitions. It's just like any skill, just like you requires several repetitions to learn a skill. The dog requires several hundred repetitions, if not thousands. I'm not joking about that, I'm being quite literal. The dog requires hundreds, if not thousands of repetitions to learn certain skills, okay? So a good training system has emphasis on repetitions, which is why we do training sessions again and again and again. A good training system has a nice element of discipline, which means once the dog understands, once you've taught the dog what it should do, once you've taught it to love the training process, once you've taught it that the training process is, is a, it's a very convenient system for them, meaning they get things that they want, or once you've taught them that, then a good training system has an element of discipline. Meaning now it's time to do these things, some of these things, when you don't want to do them. Okay? I know you want to chase that, that bunny. It's not the time to do that right now. What is that? That's called discipline. Okay? I know you're having a good time smelling the roses, but I'm calling you right now. It means the dog now has to do something it doesn't particularly want to do at that moment. That dog might love you all he wants, but right now, the smell, him smelling the, the ground, right, the, 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 the critters that were there, the flowers, the grass, the piss, whatever it is, at that very moment, it's much more important than even if you have a hot dog or a treat in your pocket, okay? Because at that moment, that might be more important. But when you call it, there should be a... a um, there should be a, a, an element of discipline where the dog goes, I need to go back to mom, I need to go back to dad. Okay, so a good training system has a good element of discipline. So, so far we have uh, a good foundation to the behaviors being taught, so teaching the dog how to do them uh, properly. A good training system has emphasis on repetitions, meaning your training system should account for the fact that the dog is not going to learn it in one session, okay? And it might, it might figure out some things in one session, but you're not expecting perfection in one or a few sessions. 
You're expecting it after hundreds of repetitions, if not thousands, depending on the behavior. A good training system has a good element of discipline okay, as the training progresses. A good training system, okay, this is my opinion, this is the training system that I follow, uh, which is uh, Nepopo. A good training system has a good element of we're gonna, we're gonna make the dog you know, a little bit of a tough dog. Unless it's a super tough bulldog. Obviously, we don't want to make that dog tougher and bolder than it needs to be. But every dog, young dog, um, young adult, puppy, soft dog, fearful dog, doesn't matter. Every dog needs to feel comfortable with the idea or with the concept of pressure. Okay? So that is a good training system. Why would I want to change that? I don't want to change that. Okay, so the soft dog, I'm going to kind of backtrack a little bit, give you a little bit of history on my journey. I believed, you know, it made sense to me at the time that the soft dog should be trained like a soft dog. I wanna, I'm going to pull out the clicker and the treats and it's going to be a very purely hands-off approach and it's going to just learn to love the exercise. It's gonna to learn to love obedience because it's a soft dog, it's a fearful dog. So why would you not wanna do that? You gotta train the dog in front of you, right? And then what I would do with the very tough dogs, I would be like, all right, um, you know, look, you're very tough, you're very bold, you, you're, uh, you're becoming a hassle to your owners. We need to now, you know, put a little bit of uh, emphasis, more emphasis on, on discipline. And you're gonna do this, this, and this. So the approach, very different train the dog in front of you, right? And the, uh, the training obviously changed, right, from dog to dog to dog. Now, it worked for me back then. It worked for my clients back then. It worked for the people that I work with back then. But now, right, now I don't do that. I'm like, we have a soft dog, good. And it just so happens that in the past couple of months, that's all I've been getting. Okay, primarily, that's what I've been getting. I've been getting a bunch of soft pet dogs. Okay, dogs that are a little bit on the spoiled side. Dogs that haven't really quite experienced uh, you know, being told, no, you can't do that. Uh, dogs that are uh, you know, a, a little bit sort of sheltered from, uh, from, from some conflict. Okay? Uh, so this is the, the approach that, that I've been taking, which is, look, you're a soft dog or you're a tough dog, doesn't matter. You're a puppy or an adult dog, it doesn't matter. I'm going to show you what we need to do. You're still going to go through the motions. You're still going to win. Okay, you're going to win. Right? And in the beginning, it's going to be purely to improve your situation. It's going to be, you know, good things happen, good things happen, good things happen. Okay, and then as we progress, we're gonna put emphasis on hundreds of repetitions. I don't care if it's a puppy, an adult dog, a young adult, a bold, um, you know, very tough, intense dog. I don't care if it's a softy, very fearful dog. We're going to do hundreds of repetitions. We don't skip that, okay? We're doing the hundreds and hundreds of repetitions, stretched out, obviously, over a period of several sessions. Okay, we're not going around that. It's not going to be just all free shaping. 
It's going to be, I'm going to show you and I'm going to walk you through it and I'm going to assist you with it hundreds of times. Okay, then there will be some emphasis on discipline. It doesn't matter if it's a young dog, an adult dog, if it's a soft dog, a fearful dog, or a very intense, powerful dog. We're going to put the, uh, the emphasis on discipline. Okay, this is particularly tricky with the soft dogs, right? They're like, they kind of, sometimes they're used to manipulating the situation and going, I quit, I want to go. We go, no, 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 no. We still have some more repetitions to do here. We still have to do more repetitions over and over and over. Okay, and we're not gonna kill you with hundreds of repetitions in one session, but we're gonna do these repetitions. We have to reach several repetitions during your stay, okay? Or during the, the span of several private lessons, whatever the case might be, we're doing several repetitions. The other thing that we're gonna do is then we're going to put you uh, on, a, on a system that, that now involves discipline. Now you have to understand some of these things are not requests. Some of these things are requirements. And we're going to do that by extending the requirement of uh, the length of time that the dog has to perform the behavior, like a duration exercise. Or we're going to now make a requirement to do it around some mild distractions that the dog can handle where we can go i know th that looks interesting but you have to do what we've been doing hundreds of times you have to do it anyway okay so that's what we have and obviously there is that that um that element of pressure again toughening up the dog we want the dogs to be to to understand pressure Okay, that is one thing that I absolutely want. I want the dog to understand pressure. It doesn't matter what kind of dog it is, because here's why. Every dog, every animal will inevitably make choices that are not in their best interest. They're going to. Okay, and yes, they think, oh, this choice is in my best interest because at the moment it feels right. But from, a, from an outside perspective, from you, the owner, from you, the trainer, you notice that these behaviors have consequences. Even if they don't have consequences to the animal, they have consequences in a bit of the long term, right? The dog that doesn't come back to you, the dog that, that keeps blowing off those recalls, eventually is going to run off and run away and run into dangerous situations, okay? So this is the outside perspective that you as the owner have that the dog doesn't because the dog is looking at it in the moment and going, I want to do that right now. It's going to improve my situation, so why, why would I not want to do it? But as a, as a person with a bigger brain, we look at that and we go, this is not a good behavior pattern. This has to change. Otherwise, this will happen. So this is, again, where the element of pressure needs to be there. Why? Because pressure will help us uh, emphasize the element of discipline, meaning, look, you can't always do what you want to do, and here is a now here is a way to physically reinforce what you need to do. Right? There is a way for you to to experience some of the consequences for not doing, some of the consequences for doing that that it's in a way that I can provide it safely versus the car across the street. That car across the street gives you that consequence, you're only gonna experience that consequence once. And then after that, on to the next life, right? But instead of doing that, 
we can provide consequences through physical means, through training, where the dog understands. If the dog understands pressure, they understand how to shut it off, they understand how to avoid it, and it makes their, their, their life much, much more uh, wholesome, right? Uh, they, gain, they gain freedom through discipline. So this is a really good system. Why would I wanna change that from dog to dog to dog? I don't wanna change it, okay? The 10% the variation that is going to change will be on, okay, maybe the young dog needs shorter sessions. Got it, right? Maybe the soft, fearful dog needs uh, also shorter sessions in the beginning, right? Maybe the really soft dog needs a little bit less emphasis on pressure in the beginning, a little bit more, a little bit later, okay? Maybe the, the adult dog that is a little bit on the senior, right? It's a little, a little bit older. It's in the seven, year, eight-year-old range. Again, maybe our sessions will be a little bit shorter. These are variations that I'm gonna make from dog to dog to dog, but my system is gonna stay about 90% intact. This is where I want it to be cookie cutter with only about a 10% variation from individual to individual. So why would I want to train the dog in front of me? Now, obviously, you can make, this, these are just words, right, that I just said. You might think, well, Will, train the dog in front of me is the 10%. Then that's valid, okay? If train the dog in front of you means you're gonna keep your good training system about 90% intact, but only with about a 10% variation. If to you, that's what train the dog in front of you means, perfect. That's really good. You questioned it, you made it, uh, you made it yours. Okay, you analyze the logic of what I just said and how I'm explaining it to you. And if you go, well, no, I still agree with the, you know, with the train the dog in front of you, and that makes sense to you, perfect. Because again, you need to question everything, right? You have to. You can't just be following your social media people and go, you know, he said this, so it must be that way. And I hear these all the time, and it's, it's very interesting to me how people just follow along, right? One I heard recently, one I saw recently was, there is no working level, right? There is no working level. And then boom, hundreds of comments. I agree. I've been saying that for a long time. That totally makes sense. Again, I'm going to go, okay, I get it, Ivan. You have way more experience than I do. So what you say should make sense to me and I should just accept it. But I'm questioning it on how that makes sense to me. And I look at that and I go, yes, I know what you're saying, right? Level one is level, we start with the lowest level, although he's not a low level guy, right? But, but again, you know, I, I can look at that and go, well, yes, but at the same time, you know, th there is some differences there. There are some times where I, I do see the need for a working level. Now, maybe I call it something else. Maybe, uh, you know, one of the hundreds of people that, call, that commented in agreement, maybe they call it something else. Right, but whether you choose to use the words working level or not, it doesn't matter. You have to question it and go, Does this, is this logical to me? Is this logical to my set of experiences, to what I'm working with, to what I have, right? To the, to the skill set that I'm currently on. 
If the answer is yes, then go along with it. If the answer is yes, but, then question it. If the answer is no, that doesn't make sense to me, this works for me, then that is perfectly fine too. But you should never go, oh, he said that, so it must make sense. It shouldn't be that way, right? Uh, another one that, you know, Ivan Balabanov is an awesome trainer. I follow him. I've read his book. Uh, I've bought a couple of his programs. I don't have anything against the guy whatsoever. Uh, but I do notice that sometimes he'll say things and people pff, rush to it. Like they're like, yes, that's, that makes total sense. And it was the same thing with Barbalone. It was the same thing with uh, Nipopo training. Or Nipopo training, the system that Barton and his wife, Michael, Balone uh, teach. It was the same thing. When, when it started to become popular, I started to see people going, yes, it's this way. It's Nipopo, right? Uh, and then I was skeptical. Um, I had to question it. I had to find out for myself. Uh, and I was given great opportunities to, to, uh, you know, to learn, right? And to learn from them. And it was a great experience. And it still is, to this day, one of the best experiences as a dog trainer that I had was to learn the system because uh, I resonate with it so much. And it makes it so much sense to me. But I had to question it. I had to be skeptical. And I had to learn it. And I had to hear it. And I had to make it make sense to me. So now I can uh, hear or see what anybody says, regardless of who they are. And instead of me going, uh, I'm going to listen to that because that makes sense, I need to analyze it for me. And this is what every dog trainer needs to do because this is why we have the problems that we have in the industry. This is, where we have, this is why we have a bunch of sheep going, uh, yeah, purely positive training is great. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, shot collars are bad. And, and yeah, you know, you shouldn't train this way. And then we also have sheep on the other side too that go, oh, no, 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 um, you know, we do it this way because of this. We do it this way because of this. You shouldn't just parrot information that you hear from sides that make sense to you. You should question it. Okay, give it some critical thinking. Don't just accept it because of so-and-so said it and you agree with 90% of what he says. So you go, well, this is another thing that I probably agree with. I don't care if you don't agree with me. That's the whole point of this video. Okay, what I just said to you, you might have just wasted 30 minutes of your life going, this was absolute horseshit. Okay, what's, what's this guy talking about? Um, but at least you analyzed it. You you understood the logic and if it still didn't make sense to you for whatever reason that is perfectly fine then you go on and you do what makes sense to you and that'll make me happy because I know if that's what you do that means you're not a sheep okay and if you choose to accept what I'm saying and it makes sense to you that's great but at least accept it after it made sense to you okay listen to what I said and if you go, I agree with that, perfectly fine, but analyze it, okay? You have to be thoughtful in dog training. If you want to be better at it, you have to analyze everything you do, everything you see and hear. You have to even analyze and, and, and it's almost like you have to qualify the information that you get from even people that you look up to. Trust me, you do that. If everybody did that, 
if everybody had critical thinking, we wouldn't have the division that we have in dog training because that's what happens with division. It's just a bunch of people that select teams. They pick teams and they go, I am in this camp and you guys are in that camp and that's why we're gonna have this battle and not agree and, 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 and now we're gonna try to use legislation to really tell you that we don't agree. That's what happens when there is no critical thinking. So if everybody does their part, everybody analyzes, I don't care who it is, okay? I don't care if it's Bart Ballone, Dave Croyer, Ivan Balabanov, I don't care who it is. Somebody tells you, some, somebody says information, even if right away you're going, oh, that was good information, analyze it and we'll be better off. See you guys in the next video.